When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time once again to bring the news. That's right. Everything you need to know about the world of rock and roll around you. We're going to break it all down for you. Give it all to you today. The good, bad, the ugly, the stupid, the ridiculous. It's all here as Decibel Geek presents New Noise. I'm Aaron Camaro, joined as always by Chris Sinzak. What's new, my friend? Oh, I've got a few things to talk about today. and uh, It's a, I don't know, interesting week in rock and roll. A lot of cancellations going on. Yeah, I've been noticing that, too. I, it just happened to us here in Nashville. I mean, I guess us, I didn't go to the show, but the big Motley Crue tour came through, and we've been talking about being the ones really stepping it up this whole time, and then they get to Nashville, <laughs> and they got to cancel. Yeah, I guess uh Well, I've heard conflicting things. Some people that I know that are in the know told me that Brett Michaels got COVID. That was the first thing I heard. And then they, I'm following this on, I put a post out, and I guess apparently I scooped blabbermouth on this, but uh, people were commenting on, on the post I made, and somebody sent a screenshot, I guess they had bought a VIP for Poison, and it, it said that the VIP was canceled, but the band would still perform, and I'm thinking, how does that work? And then, like an hour later, I guess the other three guys in the band came on stage and said that brett had a allergic reaction to some medication and was in the hospital yeah and i'd read something that it was like a reaction to like a covid medication that may be it i'm pretty sure he has covid and that's what happened must got the medication had a bad reaction to it <clears throat> you're just gonna say just sing through the mask i can't yeah, my favorite uh, comment under it was uh, he went to bed too late and got up too soon <laughs> Oh, man. CeCe DeVille's probably like, I'll sing the songs. And Brett's like, it's my dying wish that you don't do that. And then I had a funny joke that I made. My friend Brandon Cook, who plays in black and blue now, commented. He goes, well, I hope hope they're okay. Poison is a big reason why I'm going to Seattle, to the Seattle show. And I said, I think Poison was the reason a lot of people went to Seattle. (laughs) Which got a lot. Oh of, man, got a lot of yucks from people in the comments. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and he said, "Damn it." <laughs> oh well. Best wishes, Brett Michaels. Get well soon. Get back out there and 
keep proving us right. I I did hear it was a good show anyway, and and I've heard Motley has kind of pulled it together yeah. uh, over time. So I hope that's the case because the people that are shelling out the money for this show deserve to have a decent show. Sure, you know, for as much as a disaster as it sounded like this was going to be when it was originally brought forth, the idea of it. It's actually gone pretty well, and I haven't heard that many complaints about it like you would expect. Now it seems like people are enjoying it for the most part, so that that's good. And Real it's, good. It's cool to see that rock and roll can still fill up a stadium at yes, times. Yes, I love that. So I'm happy for that. But then another cancellation issue, uh, Whitesnake has canceled the remainder of their European tour due to, quote, on uh, continuing health challenges. And, yeah, uh, and this is part of their farewell tour also, right? I believe so. And I mean, there's like six members in the band now. So it's, uh, I know they brought uh, Dino Jalusic, who we knew from Animal Drive and a lot of other stuff. Uh, he, I think he's handling some of the singing duties because Coverdale can't quite do what he used to do. Um, but the, and Tommy Aldridge, I heard, got really sick. Now, I don't know if it's COVID on this or not, but uh, but apparently like Coverdale, Tommy Aldridge, and I think even Red Beach also got whatever it is. It's probably COVID, if I'm guessing. I mean, that's pretty much the go-to nowadays. If something's not right, that's the first thing you think that it is because that's the way the world is. And then there was some drama with, before they canceled the remainder of the tour, I know, I think there was a festival in Spain that they got into kind of a war of words where they, I guess they contacted the promoter and said, um, due to illness, we can't play the show. And then can you please release this statement to the ticket buyers and the promoter for the festival was like no i'm not releasing it because it's not specific enough he was like acting like he needs to see a doctor's note or something but right and i get you know you put a lot of work in setting up a back line and all that stuff but i mean if a band says somebody's sick there's only so much you can do especially in these times Right, yeah, especially if it's multiple members of the band or you just don't have nobody to step in and take that person's place for the night that's going to be, you know, satisfactory to the fans. I mean, that'd be a terrible thing to go see Whitesnake and find out, well, David Coverdale's not here and as good as Dino is, you know, it's going to be some other guy singing. You're probably going to be pretty upset by that. Yeah, I, and then they're supposed to do a U.S. tour uh, they're not coming here, but they're doing a U.S. tour later this year, so I'm, hopefully that'll still go forward. I thought, I wish they would cut. They haven't been back to Nashville in a long time. Yeah, I'm surprised. Being that if this is the farewell, they'd want to hit every single town they've ever been to. Yeah, I know they did a show with Priest a few years ago, but it's been since then. That was like what 2016 or 17, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so like two big cancellations there, but uh, hopefully everybody gets healthy and can move on and keep playing and, and make it work. But uh, I don't know. This is that, what happens. We've said it a million times. If you don't nurture the next generation of rock and roll, what are we going to have when these guys kick off? And, you know, you're starting to see it where, you know, all our legends are getting older and they're more susceptible to getting sick and more susceptible to having health issues. And once they're done... You know, who do we turn to? Yeah. At the, or you'll get Kiss 2.0. <laughs> White Snake 2.0, Poison 2.0. Yeah. On down the line. Or the holograms. That'll be the next thing. Yeah. Holograms don't cancel. <laughs> uh, let me give a shout out to Cobras and Fire because Baco had Stephen Michael on from Growing Up Rock, Rock Podcast. Did you hear that episode yet? No, not yet. Oh, man. They, they like, the, Baco brought him on, but the, 
the goal of squashing some beefs that he has with Steven. And it, it goes into a few things, but the, the funniest part of it, though, is they go, get into an argument about the holog- like the Dio hologram, and Baco just gets irate at a couple of points in this episode. You have to listen to it. I will. It's funny as hell. All right, next story. Former Motorhead and current Scorpions drummer Mickey D is featured in a series of commercials for the car manufacturer Volvo. And uh, they filmed these video, these uh, commercials in Gothenburg, which is where Mickey's hometown is. And these are electric trucks that are, like have cranes on them. Mm-hmm. And one of these commercials has the, a crane taking a platform with Mickey's drums on it, something like 100 feet up in the air. And they're basically saying it's the possibly the highest ever drum solo in the history of heavy metal. It's a really funny commercial. It's pretty cool, man. It really warmed my heart a little bit to see something like that. It's pretty neat. But I do have to take issue with the whole possibly the highest ever drum solo. The highest ever drum solo was Tommy Lee it, probably around 1987. Not because he went up in the air, because he was the highest drummer of all time. <laughs> and that's a record that'll stand for eternity. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. <laughs> No, pretty cool, though. If you get a chance, check that out. It's pretty awesome. It's just cool that Mickey D shows up in a major company's commercial. I think that's right. And then they hoist him way the (laughs) hell up in the air, and he just goes nuts on the drums, man. I love that. It's a a creative commercial. I like it. Uh, New new story on George Lynch, because George Lynch needs more projects, but this Mm -hmm. is cool. So, you know, he he did change the name of Lynch Mob. It's, It's not called Lynch Mob anymore. So now it's George Lynch and the Electric Freedom. Okay. I'm not the interesting name, uh, but he... But he's got so many other projects. Why not just end Lynch Mob and start a new one called this? Well, I think that's basically what this is. But this band, he just recruited Ray West from Spread Eagle to be the singer. Oh, nice. Which is, he's a great singer. I'm, yeah, I'm happy to really hear about that. Singer. Also on drums is Jimmy DeAnda from the Bullet Boys. Oh, wow. Nice. And then the bass player uh, from Sebastian Bach, UFO, and Spread Eagle also, Rob DeLuca. So that's a really good lineup for that band. Shoot, yeah, man. That's like super group stuff right there. Yeah. So I they're, I know they're going out and playing live gigs. That he says they're toying with the idea of maybe doing an EP. So hopefully they'll do some material. But also, come to Nashville, do a show, because I'd love to meet all those guys. For sure. I would definitely go to that. Yeah, I like that. Pretty cool. That's cool, though, man. Yeah, that Spread Eagle is a band that's that's another one that if you know about them, you know about them, but most people don't. Mm-hmm. But definitely worth checking out. New York band, straightforward, hard rock, great stuff. The only bad thing about, if, about this is if he joins George Lynch's band, does that mean no more Spread Eagle? But I don't think there's been any Spread Eagle for a while, has there? No, I mean, they put a record out a couple years ago, but I don't know if they're doing anything outside of that. Oh, this will be cool to see. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever go to the Milwaukee Metal Fest? No, uh uh-uh. I guess this is a big festival that takes place in Milwaukee, and uh, interesting news that Hatebreed's Jamie Jasta purchased the rights to the event, so he's now the owner of the Milwaukee Metal Fest. That's pretty cool. I know it's a pretty legendary thing, and I knew a lot of people that would go to it, and yeah, that's, that's awesome that it's staying alive. Yeah, but yeah, Jamie Jasta, he's definitely a real entrepreneur. You know, he, his the Jasta Show, which is his uh, popular podcast, it's been around since 2016. One of the biggest podcasts there is in music. And uh, so, he, you know, outside of Hatebreed, he's got a, his hands in a lot of fi- irons and a lot of fires here. So, uh, you know, good ups to him. 
Yeah, I also think I read somewhere that he's got a new solo album in the works, and he's got a whole bunch of really cool guest artists coming on to it with him. Awesome. That's cool. Uh, a little bit of Kiss-adjacent news, I guess you could say. Megadeth's Dave Mustaine has blasted lazy bands who rely on pre-recorded tracks during live performances. What? Who could he possibly be talking about? I wonder. It's uh, He says, uh, let me find it. They, he was talked to Kerrang! Radio at the Download Festival, which I think Kiss also played on, which is interesting. That's probably where he got the idea. Yeah, he says, I've always done the background singing on the records until maybe about 10 years ago. We started having another person come in and help supplement the vocals because it's not just my bag to be singing stuff that I'm not going to sing live. I sing when I, when I sing live on the records as much as I can. I don't think there's anything wrong with using supplements for songs and other sounds and stuff that if you can't play them live, if you can play it live and you're being fucking lazy and you're seeing whatever just happened a couple days ago with one of those big bands and the singer, the tape started and the drummer wasn't playing or something. Yeah. <laughs> you probably heard about that. I can't remember who it was. Give yeah. me a break, Dave. You know who it was. <laughs> I just don't think he wanted to use their name. And he says, we don't have vocals that are canned. Usually what we have is a MIDI click track that runs all of our lights and switches all of our solos and stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you're there and you saw it or you hear about it, you know it's true. And yeah, I mean, it's, again, one of the things where for years they've said, don't do that. And now they're doing it. And all the bands that they said, you should never do that, are seeing them do it. Yep. Well, and we just did a Torpedo Dudes episode about about Kiss, and I, I just remembered, I forgot to mention it in that episode, so I'll mention it here. In that same interview that Gene said all kinds of inflammatory stuff, he this is a brand new interview, mind you, on this tour, and he go he's talking about himself. He goes, I can still sing. I don't have to use backing tracks or anything. Wow. I'm like, is he taking a shot at Paul by saying that? Or just trying to deflect I don't know. Like, I, your band uses tracks. How dare you? I don't use tracks. The other what about guy, that guy? We're not <laughs> talking about that guy. We're talking about me. Yeah. But, yeah, we talk about the whole thing on Torpedo Dudes. We wanted to do, like, so we brought Torpedo Dudes on a couple of weeks ago and released it for everybody. And we did one that's basically a new noise for Kiss where we talk about... Gene saying that Ace and Peter can't make it through a show and all the crazy shit that he said in that interview and a bunch of other stuff, too. So if you're a Kiss fan, you like Torpedo Dudes, Patreon.com is the place to go and look up Decibel Geek and pick us. And you get all kinds of extra cool content, including a brand new Torpedo Dudes with Kiss News. Yep. And we were just talking about the Jasta show. Uh, Jeff Tate was on the Jasta show recently, and you know he spent the last couple of years doing the full album performances of Empire and Rage for Order. And he uh, admitted that the backing band is playing the music tuned down a half step. And <laughs> just asked him why. And he goes, I can't hit those high notes like that anymore in standard tuning. Jesus Christ. I mean, not doing a show. If I could do, I could do it on its own if it's just going to sing the song. But doing it night after knife, no, you'll kill yourself. I could barely do it when I recorded it. At least he's honest about it. Yeah, I give him lots of credit for being honest with that. I would rather have see Kiss do that. Just be honest about it. Don't be phonies. Yeah, well, Kiss is already tuned like a whole step down, I think, now. We can't tune down any further without turning ourselves into typo negative. Yeah, no, it's like doom metal Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> I was made for loving you tuned to drop Z. Yeah, wow. Well, at least Dave Mustaine, you know, he got a question other than, 
did you really have to let David Ellefson go? Because it seems like every other quote from Dave Mustaine other than this one has been questions about, did you really have to let him go? Yeah, I mean, there's a quote about that out there now. I just didn't feel like touching on it this week. Although touching on it's probably the wrong word to use. But um. <laughs> uh, um. I don't have my sound effect queued up. I don't have my rim shot queued up. <laughs> That's why we need a producer. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no kidding. All he's got Be is ready a for the. Drum. Yeah, be ready for the sexual innuendo. Uh, um, that's funny. But yeah, all right. So Tommy Lee's broken ribs had been a big subject of talk, and uh, I guess his wife came out and admitted what happened. Did you see the story? I did not. I only saw that he's starting to play more shows now. Yeah, he. I think the last show, maybe in Nashville, or at least the one before it, he did do the whole show. So I guess he's getting better, which is good. Um, so this is what it was. She says, everyone keeps asking how Tommy broke his ribs, so I'm just going to tell you. We were staying at an old rental house in Nashville. It was a cool, old, quirky house, but the stairs outside were made of stone, and they were really uneven, and the roots were pushing them up from the tree. And everything was fine. I actually fell up the stairs a few times getting the groceries, but whatever. So the day that we're leaving Nashville, our driver came, and we had all this luggage, and he wasn't helping us. He just stayed in the car. So Tommy was trying to carry all of our luggage for us, and he fell down these crazy stairs and broke, broke four ribs. Dang. Not fractured, not bruised, broke. And it was crazy because I came out and he couldn't breathe. It was really scary. He was on the ground gasping for air, and he got on a plane that day still and went and did the rest of rehearsals in Pennsylvania. He went from to the hospital in Pennsylvania when he landed, and they were like, you've broken four ribs. Holy shit. And they wanted to keep him there, but he didn't want to stay. He's just a fighter. He's the toughest guy I know. I mean, look at all his tattoos. He just really fights through the pain. So that that's what happened. He fell down some stairs. Wow. Broke his ribs. But he still tried to do it. Got to give him props for that. I do like the fake story that came out <laughs> about saying that uh, that they were in rehearsals and he was making fun of Vince and called him Vince Meal and Vince attacked him. And that's how he broke his ribs. Equally believable. Yeah. It'd be funny to see. I checked with my contact at SIR, and she's like, no, that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Uh, I couldn't wait to talk about this story. Def Leppard has launched a beauty collection. A beauty collection? Yes. Was this like makeup? Their unique collaboration with Def Leppard and the designers at Rock and Roll Beauty comes this distinctive and nostalgic collection from from a the one-of-a-kind, iconic, triangular artistry palette with 14 vibrant shades to the Union Jack DeBoss Peachy Plushes. Each product in the line was designed to reflect the rock and roll era that was truly groundbreaking. The collection includes eyeshadow palettes and shadow, shadow sticks, lipsticks, and lip oils, highlighters, candles, makeup brushes, and sponges, nail decals, accessories, and more with its shimmery pinks and metallic shades such as Rocket Blue, this 19-piece collection is highly pigmented and designed to give you a rock star look. That's what I heard. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, so this is something that a girl would get if she was going to a Def Leppard concert so she could paint herself up Def Leppard style? It's basically just a makeup kit with Def Leppard logos on the, the case. Hmm. I guess I wonder, I, I hear about products and I go, something like that sell. 
is it worth even making it? Will enough people buy something like that? A lot of times I'm surprised. People will buy anything. I don't know. I love somebody in the comments on Blabbermouth said, wouldn't they be better off selling a product that people would actually buy instead of dumb shit like this? Yeah, but it's probably one of them deals where, you know, somebody's making it anyway and they come up with the idea, what if we had rock stars or rock bands and we did this? Let's reach out. Who do we? Def Leppard. Okay. Def Leppard says, yeah, whatever. Signs off. Well, give us a check. We're living in a time where bands have to pivot to other things to make money. So, you know, there's people doing coffee, booze, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, they're allowed to do it. I just wonder how well it's going to sell. And the influence of Kiss reaches even further. Yeah, Kiss used to get made fun of for all this. Uh, now everyone's everyone's doing it. Like, who are you, who are you influenced by? Well, musically, we're influenced by these guys, but business wise, we're influenced by Kiss. We want to make as much money yep. as we can, have our name on anything available. Yep, including lady makeup products. Right. All right. Well, this story I've been wanting to talk to you about because I don't think we've you know discussed it at all. But there's a new Ozzy Osbourne single. I was curious what your take on it was called patient number nine yes i was excited for it i waited for the day for it to come out when the day came i woke up early that morning that was one of the first things i did was check out the new ozzy song and man i love it i love the new song that i've heard better than any song that i heard on the last album i have the same feeling especially once it especially when it kicks into the chorus like the for for the through the verse it's kind of like okay this is cool but then that chorus is so fucking catchy yeah. uh, that I was just like, damn, this is actually, this is worthy of the Ozzy Osbourne catalog to me. And, you know, people are going to say, you know, the vocals are super processed and auto-tuned, That's but it's true. like, you got to take what you can get now with where he's at health-wise. But I thought it was great. And Jeff Beck's got an amazing solo on it too. Yeah. You know, you don't think about Jeff Beck being able to like cross over with Ozzy. And you think that's going to be a mismatch, but when you listen to the song, man, he really did it justice. You know, he didn't come in and be like, well, I'm Jeff Beck, Ozzy, you got to do like a bluesy rock song. No, Jeff Beck came in and did what he had to do to contribute to an awesome Ozzy song and did it the Ozzy way. And I fucking love it. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I've listened to it several times. Also, has an Alice Cooper type vibe, especially with the lyrical yeah. content. C- kind of reminds me of From the Inside a little bit. I like the um, animated video; was pretty cool. Yeah, I was just gonna say that the video is really interesting. I like it a lot. Yeah, me too, man. I can't wait. I'm really excited for the rest of the album because when they first started talking about this, and they were talking about, oh, Ozzy was gonna bring in a bunch of guest guitar players, including Zach Wild and Tony Iommi, that this was going to be something that was going to be good. And this was going to be something I was going to like. And based on this first song, I can't wait to hear the rest because honestly, I'm way more excited to hear the song with Zach wild and the song with Tony Iommi than I would have been for the song with Jeff Beck. But if this one is that good, what are those songs going to be like? Yeah, I, I think it's a very optimistic view of what the the next record's going to be, and I honestly was surprised how much slagging it's getting online. I'm kind of like, you know, I I get people's complaints with Ordinary Man. Um, I like a, only a couple of songs on that one, but I think this is leaps and bounds better than what was on that record. Yeah, well, people can be assholes sometimes, you know, especially online. Yeah, I saw some. I guess this is kind of news. Um, this is maybe a week or so ago, maybe a little bit longer. 
it was brought up that uh, there was a GoFundMe going on for Donnie V's mom to try to save her home. I saw that. And the fundraiser is called, it's on GoFundMe, it's called Save Mom's Home. They look like they're about, I don't know, few hundred bucks short of their goal the goal was 5500 they're at 4720 so they got a little ways to go but uh you know that comes out and it's basically says you know she's having a hard time she's got health issues she got kind of got shifted around and screwed up by her mortgage company a little bit and was in a real tough spot they don't even mention in the thing that you know this is donnie v's mom you know they're not trying to cash in on nobody or nothing it was just put up by donnie's sister Amy D'Antonio. Right. And so you can find it on GoFundMe under her name, too. But, man, then people see that, and you go, that Donnie V, he's nothing but a drug head, and he deserves everything that happens to him. And, you know, this guy could have been something, but he's a fuck-up. And everybody just got to put in their two cents, and it don't even have nothing to do with Donnie V other than the fact that it's his mom and is an old lady that needs some help after getting shafted by her mortgage company. And everybody's got to come out of the woodwork. Not everybody, because there was plenty of people that stood up for him, too, and said, you know, that's stupid and separate, you know. Maybe true, maybe not irrelevant to this, you know. Well, yeah, there's a time and place for stuff, and that ain't the time or the place to do it. No, and I thought that was pretty shitty. But if you want to help out Donnie V's mom, God knows that guy has given us a lot of great music over the years. Check it out on GoFundMe. It's uh, Save Mom's House by Amy D'Antonio. And you can help out. Cool. Yeah, hopefully uh, they, they meet their goal and she can stay where she is. Because, yeah, especially being at that advanced age, you sure don't want to get tossed out of your house. Right. Yeah, definitely. Man. Well, um, I'll back on the Aussie thing, uh, one thing I'll recommend. Uh, have you Justin Hawkins from The Darkness, have you watched any of his YouTube show? Uh, no, I've seen it pop up a couple of times, but I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. It, it's just him with a guitar and a cup of coffee, but he reviews things and gives his thoughts on stuff. It's great. It's called Justin Hawkins Rides Again. He's just he's just really cool at his explanations, but he did do one for the new Ozzy video, and it's a cool kind of dissection of it, and he even picks up the acoustic and you know, figures out how the chords go and stuff. It actually sounds really great as an acoustic song, too, but... Uh, check out Justin Hawkins rides again. He always has really interesting thoughts on stuff. Right on. I think I saw something where he was talking about Paul Stanley not too long ago. Yeah, he did. I thought he kind of let Paul off the hook a little bit, but that's just me. Right on. I'll have to look into that. It seemed pretty cool. So we were talking about the, the you know, with Poison a couple of weeks ago about how we really hope that Holly Weird's not going to be the last album by the band. And uh, Ricky Rocket was on Eddie Trunk's show. And he said he's hopeful that uh, they're going to possibly do new music. That would be awesome, man, for sure. Even Ricky Rocket knows they can't end on Hollyweird. I hope so. Even just do an EP or something, but do some original material. You know, it's I would I would hope that that happens. Some good stuff, you know, something really awesome. Even if it's the last thing you guys ever do. Because, I mean, look, look what happened to Brett this week. Anything can happen anytime. You know, your legacy is going to stand forever. Poison is going to be a band that people are going to remember. You just don't want it to that be the last thing. Yeah, and I, I did hear part of Eddie's interview with him. And one thing that I guess it's not surprising, and somebody backed me up that was at the show in Nashville. They said that. Like, they all have their own tour buses. They don't even travel together. So I got to wonder, and Ricky was like, 
yeah, we don't hang out when we're not on stage. And honestly, it's better that way. So I get huh. the feeling they're just very different as people these days. So you talking about all four of them individually or the three and Brett? I heard it was all four of them are traveling separately. Wow. Yeah. So I maybe that's how you make it work. I don't know. but That would seem to make it pretty difficult for a studio situation then. You would think so. Especially when everybody's trying to get their input on it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just kind of the reality of of rock and roll. I guess it, you don't we don't hang out with everyone we knew in our twenties either. We may not get along with them, so yeah, it's, it, pe- people change over the years. But you know, hopefully they'll get it together and do do an album. But yeah, they they're not uh, traveling. I'm sure Motley Crue isn't traveling together either. No, probably not. I still think Def Leppard probably does though, or at least they they Def Leppard seems to get along genuinely. Yeah, but even at that, you still kind of want your space anyway, I suppose. And if you got the sure. money to travel that way, then do it. Speaking of all that, I, who's traveling with who? I seen a picture the other day of Mick Mars and his wife. Yeah. If you just so show me a picture of them two people and I didn't know who Mick Mars was, I would not say these people are husband and wife. You would, you'd expect the caption, had a great day at grandfather's house? Maybe, or, you know... <laughs> Got to meet the Crypt Keeper today. He was really great. <laughs> hey, if Mick can pull it off, more yeah, power to him. Yeah, for sure, man. No, really what I thought was I'm proud of that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's living his best life. He's got a young stone cold fox as a wife. Oh, she's beautiful. And he's Mick Mars. <laughs> yeah. He fucking rocks. And so that it makes sense in that way. No, I'm super happy for him. Seems like he's holding up okay on the tour, too, yeah. so good on you. Yeah, yeah. nobody said anything. No complaints about Mick Mars. Yeah. One of the, that guy is truly one of the most underrated guitarists of all time. Yeah, I was listening to some old 80s Motley yesterday and just kind of thinking, man, you know, he really did write some seriously iconic riffs back in the day. No doubt about it. You know, just some amazing listenable stuff. And I was... Uh, I haven't brought it up in the notes today, but uh, Tom Werman did an interview with a guy, Andrew Daly, I've, I've mentioned before, Vinyl Writer Music. It's, it's nice to have some people still doing good written interviews, and he did a <clears throat> he did a super long interview with Tom Werman about his career, and that was one thing he mentioned was, you know, about how underrated Mick Mars is, and talking about the making of the Motley stuff he did, you know, he did Shout at the Devil and did Girls, Girls, Girls. And I also did Theater of Pain, but talking about how just, you know, and I didn't really think about this until recently, but Wild Side, even though it kind of got overplayed back in the day, that really is a fucking great song. Oh, it's so good. It's got like everything you would want, but it's just, it's kind of everyone working at their peak abilities and the riff is memorable and the bass playing is great on it. And it's just, you know, as much as Motley gets poked fun at now they really did do some pretty groundbreaking stuff back in those days for sure and when people are talking about guitar greats for some reason mcmar's name doesn't get brought up a lot and i think it should wrote a lot of very memorable riffs you know all right so i got one left and uh our good buddy josh toomey from talk to me him and chris aiken interviewed fred Corey from cinderella and uh this is uh interesting and uh, it's not not surprising but uh they had to ask is there any chance that cinderella gets back together again and uh he said that we always said it's the four of us that's why you don't see tom out there touring a cinderella because it's really his band right 
He can say what he wants. He can say his current band is Cinderella, but it's not. It doesn't feel like it. Doesn't sound like it. Doesn't look like it. And we always said it's the four of us. So could there be something without Jeff? I don't know. I think it'd be weird. We always say never say never, but why? Why go do it for who? The fans would like to see it, but then they're all going to miss Jeff. Yeah. We're going to always look over at that side of the stage and we're going to miss Jeff. Our keyboard player, Gary Corbett, died on the same freaking day. Yeah. So stage right, gone. You look over and it's just so so wacky. So I don't see it. Yeah, that's one thing I always respected about Tom Kiefer is, you know, there's so many bands out there that were mega something awesome at one time. Nowadays, not so much. And there may be like one member of the band left, but they carry that drag, that name along, you know. But Tom Kiefer, you know, he like you said, you know, he had so much input in that band. It was so, such a key part of the songwriting and everything for that band that he could be out there as Cinderella with all new members but he doesn't do that you know he's got respect for the fact like fred says it was the four of them you know and i think that's pretty damn cool and you know now that like he said you know with gary gone with jeff gone cinderella's gone too yeah and i mean they he tom could totally cash in and use the name if he wanted to because i'm sure he'd get bigger guarantees but he's just not about doing that which i respect him for that for sure and i think by sticking to it like that and doing it that way at this point because it's tom Kiefer band has been a thing for so long now that people accept that on the same level as they would cinderella if you're a fan like we are if you're not just some casual fan going to a show that's got four or five of those bands on it yeah you know but if you see tom Kiefer, you're gonna know oh you know, from Cinderella. He's probably going to do some Cinderella songs that night. You know, it's it's going to be a good time either way. Yeah. Yeah. A good interview with that Josh did with uh, Fred Corey. So check that out. Check out Talk To Me. They're our buddies. And, uh, yeah, check them out. Yeah, ask them some good questions. And, you know, nice to see Gary Corbett's name still being brought up. Yeah, agreed. Even in such a sad way. But still, you know, not same with Jeff Labar. Gone but not forgotten. Yeah, definitely. All right, so kind of a somber note to end the news on, but, you know, we've had some laughs today and got serious and goofed around. And, you know, like we said, the good, the bad, the ugly, it's all there. It's all rock and roll, and that's your new noise right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast. See ya. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 